did you get to catch up on any sleep after the World Series ended? Yeah, I mean, the whole three thirty a.m. that that kind of fits right into my schedule. Actually, <laughs> right. the, hard, the hard part the hard part for me was unwinding. I usually go to bed around three thirty, and you know, having the game in, then it took a while to, to unwind from that one. But uh, anybody's concerns about that game being like the thing that let the Dodgers back into it, it really was just the thing that finally galvanized the Red Sox for the last time and, you know, gave them that final push to, to get over the top and end this thing. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a, what a series, what a season. And, uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess that's the season we've been waiting for as Red Sox fans, uh, in our, in our lifetime. I mean, to, to basically be the best from, from, from wire to wire. They were kind of wire to wire in 2007, but it wasn't, uh, certainly wasn't on this level of dominance. You know, we were talking off the air before you before you got on. It was like the 1986 Mets and the 1998 Yankees had a baby, and somehow it ended up being the 2018 Red Sox. You know what I mean? Like I, I have never seen dominance like this from a team. And honestly, the only good that comes of this is that nobody, I would say, about 85 to 90 percent of the people that live up here did not appreciate it while it was happening this season. They were just no, concerned that it wasn't going to happen. They were waiting for the other shoe to drop, and they yep. still have this mentality that, uh, that that's the way. And, you know, as a Yankees guy, you're you're a realistic Yankees fan. You know, I, I love seeing this reaction. Well, you need 18 championships to catch up with us. Bull crap. You've won one in 18 years. Yeah, you're, okay? let's... let's... Nobody, 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 nobody cares that you start... <laughs> Most Yankees fans are starting to become like Steelers fans and Montreal Canadiens. Oh God, I know. We, we really, we really don't care about the championships you won in the original six, okay? <laughs> and we really don't care about Super Bowls you won back in the steroid era of the seventies. All right, we really don't care. <laughs> I, I used to, it's true. I used to say to Haley, half of the Yankees championships were before I was born. You can have all of those. Right. Go for it. And, and, and you know, yeah, they've they've won. They've won five in a, in a span of, you know. But if you look at it over the big picture, over the past 40 years, you had that five-year cycle, and then you had, like, one other championship season. And other than that, you've been also Rams for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw. Oh, he's really I, I saw, Look, it's true, though. I mean, I, the, the Sox, when they didn't win, the, if you look at that 40-year window, yeah, there were a couple of years in the early 90s where the Sox were terrible. But they were in contention a lot of time, and the Yankees have been lately too. But I mean, there was a stretch; there were a couple of stretches in that time where they were pretty abysmal. Hey, if I when I look back on it, when I was a kid, okay, when I when my dad passed away and I made the transition from from Red Sox Expos fan to Yankees Expos fan, um, when that happened, the Yankees were terrible. Their best player was Kevin Moss. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you weren't jumping on any bandwagon. I was. There Dave was I, Dave Island was pitching. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they, they were yeah. Hawkins and you name it. It was horrible. Oh, it was not. It was not pretty. I, I, I remember. Uh, I remember Andy Hawkins. It was actually right before my dad died when I took that over because he brought me on a trip down to um, to see my family in Vermont, and they only had one. It was down. Uh, it was in Hancock, Vermont, where he's buried, and. Um, course he wasn't then and uh you know we're watching the game and the only tv station that came in was channel three which i think was wcax out of burlington because my my dad's side of the family lived where john deere created the the plow and it's down in this shocking twist in a valley because there's a giant mountain range between them so there's literally the only two stations that ever came in out there were channel eight 
out of uh, our channel eight WMTW when there was a thunderstorm, and then channel three out of Burlington. (laughs) So channel three out of Burlington to CBS, and that was when CBS had the National Baseball Package with Jack Bach and everything else. Yeah. And I remember the highlight of one of the the trip that we took um, was when. Kevin Moss had a home run in the first inning, and the Yankees were up one to nothing. I'm like, ah, oh, this is awesome. And then the A's beat them 13 to one. Oh my! And I'm like, <laughs> oh, so this is what I signed up for. This is great. This is this is true. That was the year too. I think that Tom Brunanski made the sliding catch in the corner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and and made it to the playoffs. Now they ended up losing to Oakland, and everybody hated Oakland. Like. That was it. Was so easy to for, root for the Red sure Sox. That was 1990. Yeah, it was 90. Yeah, yeah. It was 1990. It was. Yeah, it was my my freshman year at UMF. Oh, <laughs> back in the day, back uh, back in the day. No, back those in, were back in the day. It's changed uh, so much. It's just changed so much, Cal. Like, well, it, it, well you know what's funny is, is you know, and this is the barometer I put on it. When, when on Seinfeld, when George Costanza started working for the Yankees, they were terrible. They, they had to rewrite the joke when they actually became good because it didn't really fit the whole right. <laughs> picture of him working <laughs> for them. Right. They should have originally just had him working for the Mets. I mean, they would have been consistent the whole way through yeah. at that point, you know? But I mean, when you look at it, though, Cal, you make a great point. I mean, the 67 team, the 70s teams, a lot of those Red Sox teams of the 70s, if there was a wild card back then, they probably would have made it. You know, it, yeah. we had Steve Buckley on a, a few weeks ago, and we talked about the 74 team that choked one away, and then there was 75 and 78, 86. Look, you, had two, you had two situations this year with a playoff game to decide a division, okay, but, but it, a team still makes the playoffs when they lose. If the Sox make the playoffs in 78, I mean, people forget they had to put together a winning streak that last week just to force the playoff game. As good of a season as they had, they blew the lead and then some. They had to dig their way out of it in the final week. They were playing well going into that last game. So, you know, if you have the format you have now, say the Yankees win that one and the Sox go in as a wild card or something, they still got a shot to win the thing in 78. Yeah. No, they I mean, absolutely do. Like that, it's not like that was a bad team. Um, you know, in 86, I mean, yeah, would have, could have, should have. You know, obviously those teams that won the division in the, in the late 80s and early 90s were, were going to play second fiddle to the A's who were who were tearing it up at that point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with, with the exception of the... Speaking of steroid eras. That, the, the couple of years after that where they had, like, Andre Dawson. And, you know, those are some bad teams. But uh, Jack yeah, Clark. other than that, it's been a pretty solid. Uh, yeah, Jack Clark, and uh, God. and then even they were, getting no, they were getting no hit by Chris Bossio oh, and, uh, <laughs> on the West Coast. And then Matt Young was Matt Young was yeah. throwing no hitters uh, yeah, and, and, and losing. And then uh, you find a guy like a Nick Asaski, like you get super lucky, and the guy finishes yeah. freaking third in the MVP voting, and then he leaves for Atlanta and gets vertigo. Like, that was the sort of thing that happened to the Red Sox back then. Wing, you were about to say something. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, in no, 70, I, 75, they were they were primed, and that was the year just before they got to the playoffs that Rice got hit by a pitch, broken hand, he's out. And then yeah. after that, the whole thing fell apart. They let a fist contract. They didn't send it to him. He laughed. They, Freddie Lynn, Burleson, they're all gone. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, when I was first uh, first conscious of the whole thing in the, in the late 70s, I mean, yeah, you, people talk about the outfield now, but you had Rice, Lynn, and Evans back then. Oh, that's boy. pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, I mean uh, Rice, Hall of Famer, Lynn, I certainly would have been if the injuries hadn't caught up with him, and I, I still think Evans gets overlooked in that, yeah. in that uh, conversation as well. 
I, I agree. Well, I think Dwight Evans should be in the Hall of Fame, especially sure. if, if Alan Trammell is in there. Like there well, is I mean, exactly. I think if you if you put and again you you got to put his stats in perspective with the era he played in. I mean, there's guys that have those numbers uh, in the '90s, and it means nothing. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. But he and he was. I mean, not just the offensive numbers. He was a Gold Glove right fielder time right. and time and time again, and had you know the, the best arm you know I can remember. Eighty-seven All Star game. Career. I'll never forget the eighty-seven All Star game when uh, when Tim Raines is like, "I'm going to score from third. and Don Zimmer almost forcibly yanked Tim Raines back to third base. It was like, "No, you're not." And Dwight Evans throws a one bounce strike right to home plate, like it was as effortless as anything. And you're like, "Oh, maybe that's why you don't yeah, do that." That'd be a good idea. Evans was the guy's uh, batting stance that I mimicked in Little League because I just. Just loved loved his approach to plate. Loved the way he swung the bat, and uh, you know that '86 season, him hitting the leadoff home run in yeah. Detroit was kind of like the thing yeah. that kicked it all off. Even though they got swept in that series, as I recall, it was like, wow, this this team's got some got some uh, potential. It's funny. That's a you know I'm trying to think of like the my favorite batting stance to mimic growing up. I always liked the Evans. That was a good one because I batted right-handed. Of course, when you when I played in the empty lot next to my house with the old giant backboard that was we painted green to make it look like the green monster. Um, the, the that was that. You know, you'd go to. I would try to mimic. I was like Aaron Boone before Aaron Boone did this for TV. Like I would try to mimic everybody's everybody's batting yeah. stance. Oh yeah. But my favorite one to do was to do the Mike Greenwell while batting right-handed. That was that was my favorite. That was that there was a go. good one. I always like Mike Greenwell. Of course, we all you know a few years before that, you know, Yaz was still at the end of his career when I was when I was growing up. So I, of course, I, I wasn't I wasn't a left-handed hitter, but I was kind of wished I I could do that just so I could get up there and you know circle the bat a few times, wind up before I swung away, you know, kind of thing. We are talking with Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky and in the Sun Journal, still every other week, columnist there. Um, we're sending we're sending the crew down to the parade tomorrow. I'm really I'm concerned about Palmer and Wing. I don't know if they're going to make it back. Uh, yeah, that is, yeah, I wonder about that. You, you going to send a chaperone with them? Or? Uh, well, yeah. My but, wife's going with me. That's the chaperone. That's all the chaperone that I need. Say no more. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. So, he should, so Wing should pretty much. Uh, I'll so be back. Mrs. She's Wing's pretty right. take care of everything. Yeah, everything should be. Everything should. Although be I am taking good. Walker with me, that that could be that could throw a little, little monkey wrench in. Oh boy. <laughs> Just I, I can't, the hijinks you guys are going to get. I I, uh, I I had the opportunity to go, Cal. You're going to be shocked by this, but I took a hard pass on that. I'm like, no. Shocked. Yeah. I am shocked. Yeah, no, I can't imagine why. I, just, I mean, you better travel the world enough. You're probably going to Towson this weekend, aren't you? Hey, yes, that's the plan. Towson this weekend, Richmond next weekend. Yes. Wow. There you go. Yeah, I've... Uh, I've uh, got to book my got to book the old another flight. Game where the Black Bears will probably be a road underdog, and we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, it is a. This is probably one of the biggest UMaine road games in years, and they've got to, they're going to have to come up with a better effort than they did on the road against William and Mary. And honestly, they were they they looked inconsistent against Albany at times too. Like this team has a ton of talent, and I know they're being told the right things and shown the right things because you hear them. And yet they still can't quite string together four full quarters. Like they'll have a great first and a good fourth and a crappy second and third. They're they're almost like last year's Celtics. You know what I mean? Like the Celtics would get up thirty and then they'd be like, "Hey, let's cough up that lead in the third quarter." Everybody good? Okay, great. 
Yeah, I, I, so they're. I think that's kind of the way people feel about UK down here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a big football game here on Saturday as well uh, against Georgia for the SEC East title. Who would have thought that? Yeah, I'm in forty. 41 years, I think that, that, that Kentucky's been been relevant, but even even so, they're 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 kind of spoiled by the early season success. They're not happy with the offense. They kind of feel like they obviously pulled one out of some place to, to beat Missouri on Saturday, and and uh, so so yeah, there's that frustration that they can't quite uh, can't quite put put it all together that complete game at one time. And I think if in their case, and in Maine's case, if they do that, they're uh, they're as good as anybody in their league. Talking with Cal- maybe not Alabama, maybe not Alabama in Kentucky's case, but certainly I think they're as good as Georgia if they put together four. And uh, you know, I think Maine can beat thousand if they put together that that kind of game. Too. I I agree with that. I agree with that. now. I did, people pumped up about the Kentucky game the other day. Like I did like the vi- the viral video where the uh, Missouri athletic director is you know yelling expletives at the end of it when uh, Kentucky wins on the last play. Seems like yeah, and then and then Stoops body surfing in the locker room and breaking ceiling tiles and stuff. That was cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're 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 jacked up. I mean, it's it's obviously basketball season to a lot of people, but this is sort of sort of delaying the start of that I think for you know even even if they don't win this game there's a projection they could be playing Ohio State in the Peach Bowl and uh, wouldn't that be something so that'd be a good time yeah, it'd be a fun time. I I'm would, not sure. I'm not sure the end to, result would be fun for them. You get to go, I mean, you know, but they, you know, Urban Meyer may have a have another fake heart attack by then. I don't know. <laughs> Do, well, can you have a fake heart attack? Get, can you have a fake heart attack and take the Browns job? Yeah, well, I, again, I, I think there's a possibility of that. Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's interesting. Lincoln Riley says he's not interested, but oh, really? I think it's going to take. I think it's going to take more than that to uh, to rebuild that thing. And, and you know, Baker Mayfield stats, while they're better than the other rookie quarterbacks, are certainly not great. Uh, I think they've they've committed a lot to him, but I think it's going to take a lot more pieces around him to to turn that thing around. But you know, they played they played well enough, just well enough to lose here the first half of the season. Uh, a lot of overtime games and a lot of a lot of close ones. But yeah, it would be interesting to see Urban take that, or you know, how about Saban? I mean, what is what has he got left to prove if they uh, roll to another title this year? You know, it's no. a it's a good question. Also, one of my favorite ones that I saw yesterday, I retweeted it. I got to find it. Yeah, the Bill Belichick odds. The Bill Belichick yeah. odds went from two thousand went to twenty to one to fourteen to one in like three hours. That was. Well, I mean, I, I certainly think they they'd be remiss if they don't make a play for Josh McDaniel and get dissed the way the Colts did at the last second. So I, you that, know what, that, that, I could see that happen. I could totally see that. So right now, who will be the Browns' next head coach? Uh, Lincoln Riley two to one, Zach Taylor two to one, John DeFilippo uh, six and a half to one, Brian Flores seven and a half to one. The defensive coordinator for yeah. the Patriots. The the defensive coordinator who's not officially the defensive yeah. coordinator of the Patriots. Uh, Dan Campbell, uh, seven and a half to one. Dave Tube uh, or Taub or however the hell you pronounce that at ten to one. Sean McVay at twelve to one, which I find super no. interesting. He was the betting favorite to actually start, which I thought thought like you're going to leave the Rams for Cleveland. No. Really? Not, not after year two. I mean, they they're going to potentially be in the Super Bowl against the Pats. So, I mean, why would he leave? I don't know. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, no, I don't see that happening. And then Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick are 14-1. to 1. Greg Williams is 16-1. to 1. Harbaugh. Harbaugh would be perfect. I thought <laughs> I so. See that. Yeah. 
I'd pay to see that. I would I would pay to see that. Harbaugh in Cleveland, because honestly, he's probably going to get one good year out of him, right? And then it will all come apart. Like, I, I witnessed that with the yeah, 49ers. I mean, basically, everywhere he's gone. Now, I mean, Michigan's bounced back a little this year, but I still think that's a mirage. I, I, I think I think they're going to be exposed before the season ends. You know, that was that kind of a kind of a weaker schedule allowed them to sneak back into the race after that loss in Notre Dame. But uh, yeah, hey, did this whole Red Sox thing uh, getting getting to the Patriots again? Uh, did this kind of take the the pressure off them because that was a stink bomb of a game last night. But I didn't see people panicking over. It you like know what? We would. I one. You're 100 percent right about that. I think the Red Sox. I, I I didn't see as many people you know freaking out about that game last night. But I. I said earlier, and I, I'm just going to say this. I may put this on my grave. Willie McGinnis agreed with me. I was actually more impressed by last night's win than any of their other wins this year because it was a complete win. That was the type of game that pick six. That's the type of game that the Patriots win the year they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they had they hadn't had a defensive touchdown in like three years or something like that. I mean, that, that was reminiscent of some of those early Super Bowl winning teams that, that did that sort of thing on the regular. So I was I was happy with that. I mean, I I I fully expect when they go on the road in that division to have those games. I mean, just it, it's been it's happened time and time and time again. I mean, they can put Brady's record up there, but it's never easy when they go to Buffalo. It's never easy when they go to, to face the Jets. I mean, just because you're 29 and three or 25 and six all time, those games are ugly. They always are. So and Miami, we all know they have trouble winning in Miami, and that's there's a game down the road. Uh, they'll have to deal with with there so i mean it, it never surprises me when they when they struggle especially in a monday night game especially where the bills are retiring thurman thomas number i mean it, it was it was bound to be gross for a while but even when they were just kicking field goals early in the game I'm like, i i didn't feel in any danger uh, that's an, that's enough to beat Derek anderson on a, on a good day for him that 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 bore itself out as the night went on you can catch him at the Georgetown News Graphic. You can follow him on Twitter as well, Oaksy72. It is Cal Oaks. He joins us each and every Tuesday here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Cal, we'll talk to you next week, and um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to discuss next week how much better Tom Brady looked than Aaron Rodgers. Because honestly, I'm starting to slowly hate Aaron Rodgers a lot. Yeah, it, it annoys the crap. Okay, good. It's I mean, not just I, me. I, yeah. Okay, no, no, we're all in it, on that. Yeah, it's it's stupid how he, he's even in the conversation. Great quarterback, but I mean, he's basically like far with a lesser supporting cast. I mean. Right. That's kind of how I view his career. He, he's not Tom Brady. He never will be Tom Brady. So yes, let's hope for a let's hope for a convincing victory so we can break that down. Yes, I agree with that. Also, uh, Hoffer told me last night that he bowed down to me because I was a genius or All something right. because I predicted the wow. Devin McCourty pick six. So that's on Twitter, by the way, which is a public forum in case anybody wants to verify that. That really did happen. <laughs> All right. Take a screenshot of it because oh, yeah. it may disappear. Re- retweeted it. Like, I may take a screenshot of it and then take a photo of it with another device and save it there, you know, just in case. Multiple layers, just in case. But it did happen. All right, we'll talk to you. Next. By the way, is is the missus okay since Gruden did blew up yeah, the Raiders? She, she has resigned herself to the fact that the, she's trusting the process. I okay, so she's a six. Use the seventy sixers term. <laughs> I mean, if if Derek Carr gets traded to the Giants today or something like that, uh, I don't know. I don't know what she may do. All bets are uh, off, right? <laughs> By the way, Yahoo Sports picks Oakland thirty second. And the Giants thirty first. They think that Oakland's worse than the Giants. And by the way, Thursday oh, night football. 
I think there's no question that this game on Thursday night is probably for the number one draft pick between oh, the 49ers and the Raiders. totally is. And I am rooting hard for the, the – the, I actually at this point I'm rooting for the 49ers to lose every game. I want Kyle Shanahan fired because he's a dub too. So, yeah. Just, well, maybe maybe we we'll get Garoppolo some pieces to surround him uh, next year when he comes back. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what ben, what, what you got to getting the first pick's not enough. You got to do something intelligent with it, and teams have not done that in recent years very much in the NFL. So. No, no, they they really they really Baker Mayfield is not a number one overall pick. I mean, I, it's ridiculous that he. <laughs> so you got to do better than that. He's Cal Oaks. You can catch him in the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky, or you can catch his uh, bi-weekly column in the Sun Journal. Cal, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thank you. Hi, guys. Take care. See ya. That's Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic in hey. Kentucky here on the B-List. Yeah, who sports? They had the Patriots fourth after mm-hmm. uh, the Rams, Kansas City, and, and the Saints. Yeah. It says right here what you and I just talked about. Rob Gronkowski really doesn't look right and mm-hmm. hasn't for most of the season. Doesn't I? I, I I actually think this is going to be Gronk's last year, and it, it may. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a health thing. I think he's getting ready to retire, and I think uh, I that may. I don't know if that'll that'll send Brady out of here or not, but I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you right now. You better cherish every game. So yeah, that's maybe that's why I was I was making sure I watched every second of that Patriots game last night because, you know, you never know when that's the no. last time Brady and Gronk are going to play in Buffalo. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. And that day is getting closer and closer. And we don't know how close it is. It's like when you when I was a little kid and we'd drive to the Freiburg Fair. And I always felt like, because that drive, you always feel like you're almost there. You're not. You're not close to almost there yet. But the only time you could tell is when you got around the corner and there's that campground. And they had the two, uh, the two totem poles. Yep. And as soon as you saw the totem poles, you knew you were, you were in the neighborhood. Okay. I don't know where the totem poles are yet for this uh, for this uh, Brady Gronk ride, but I don't feel like we're going to have to take a lot more right or left turns around the mountain to see it. So I think the other worry too, because not just those guys, but I Brady and Edelman are so so close. I wouldn't be surprised Edelman does the same thing. Yeah, well, he looks like he's in a hell of a lot better shape right now. He is in great shape. Yeah, and he, you know, frankly, I thought he was the one who sparked the offense, like him and yes. James White last night. Oh, yeah. and also. No one's going to care about this but me. I may or may not have had a, uh, yeah, in, in fantasy football this week, I had a really uh, not great week from Drew Brees. Um, I, benched him, I benched Andy Dalton for him, and it cost me about 17 points. Also, Kenyon Drink from Miami uh, got about 20 points this week, and of course, he was sitting on my bench. Um, the guy I was facing uh, this week decided to bench uh, Carson Wentz, who had about 33 points, Cam Newton, who had about 30 points, and there was another one that he benched too. But I was still down in last night's game. I was down, and and uh, Yahoo told me with three minutes left that I only had a 14% chance of winning, okay? And then James White gets a touchdown, and Devin McCourty runs back uh, a pick for a touchdown. And guess what? I won by three, four points, five points, by five points, and that 14% cashed through. Sweet. Six and two at the top of the league, and I am... Second to last in point total points scored. Really, I I am I am like the 2001 Patriots at this point. I'm just finding a way. Yeah, there I don't you know go. How it's just it's happening. I want to thank everybody who joined us today. And my God, there was a lot of them. Uh, Willie McGinnis from NBC Sports Radio. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Willie McGinnis. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. Find him on Twitter at T Barrett GWC. 
Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. You can follow him on Twitter as well. Look for Pat's Propaganda and Cal Oaks, Oaksy72 on Twitter. You can hear both of those interviews after, you can actually hear all four of those interviews after the show at 105sports.com or mbr.org. It's the same place, just put it in. I don't know what's easier for you to remember. Tomorrow, uh, Austin's going to be in, right? Austin Redman. Austin Redman is going to be sitting in the studio with me tomorrow while Wing and Palmer and Bill and the whole gang go down to Boston for the parade. Uh, our friends at Northeast Charter and Tours are giving away seats on that, so make sure you like 105.5 Sports on Facebook. 105.5 AM 1240 LA, AM 780 in Rumford. It's the B-List.